Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC New York and 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What you say? Be just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi! Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sid and Friends in the Morning. This is a certified friend of Sid, an FOS, uh, Frank Morano, sitting in for this hour alongside a man celebrating a big day today. Andrew Giuliani. Hello, Andrew. Sid, uh, I mean, Sid, Jiminy Christmas. Frank, it's great to see you, my it's friend. It's great to how see about you. That? You know, you're looking more and more like Sid every day. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to, I don't know how we feel about that. So. You may not get invited back. I, as no, I may not. Sid, uh, that's the case. <laughs> Happy St. Andrew's Day. Thank you very much. Yes. I appreciate that. You know, I uh, it certainly was not named after me as... Certainly, my past transgressions can uh, can can uh, can approve. We know that, Andrew so. Cuomo's no saint, so no, that's for sure. So, uh, a lot to get to, and uh, I don't know, even know where to begin. You know, there used to be a time when uh, the period between Christmas, where, where between Thanksgiving and Christmas, was relatively slow news-wise. Those days are long gone. Uh, I think uh, one of the stories that people are talking about in New York and nationally is this incredible scene down by the Rockefeller Christmas tree yesterday where a lot of these pro-Palestinian protesters were uh, getting pretty rowdy. One person seen with uh, a a swastika. The cops were being called Nazis. The Israelis were being called Nazis. And if there's one thing that's going to win you people over to your cause, it's protesting first the Thanksgiving Day Parade (laughs) and then Christmas. Uh, Your thoughts on where we are with this? First off, the irony of pro-terror groups, because pro-terror protesters, I say, because I don't call them pro-Palestinian protesters. These are pro-terrorist protesters. In the light of all these protests rising up after the Hamas massacres, they're pro-terrorist protesters. That's what they are. But if you think about the irony of the fact that they're out there with a swastika saying that you guys are the ones that are Nazis, it's beyond absurd. And you're absolutely right. For the people that are looking, trying to enjoy the Thanksgiving Day Parade, coming from all around the world, to enjoy the Christmas tree lighting. I ended up seeing one person there who was just saying, like, the, the exact thing that you're saying, which is they ended up doing their yearly savings to be able to come to New York mm. to enjoy this, and now all of a sudden they're out there with people that are out there protesting the fact that, uh, I don't know, that uh, that Hamas does not have more autonomy in basically ruling over the Gaza Strip and putting more torture on these Palestinian people and trying to eradicate more Jews around the world. So it's it's beyond absurd. I found it uh, absurd when, d- during the Thanksgiving Day Parade, these protesters were actually gluing themselves to the street to, uh, I don't know what they were trying to do, because I-, I felt like a lot of the people that were at that protest one, especially being in a city like New York, many of them might have been sympathetic to uh, not, you know, bombing innocent civilians in places like Gaza. Uh, but I think a lot of them probably didn't have strong opinions about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. If there's one thing that is going to turn you against any sort of a cause, it's disrupting a family parade or a family event like 
uh, the uh, Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting. And I, I just think it's incredibly counterproductive to anything these folks are wanting to do. Look, Christmas, Thanksgiving, as much as we joke about politics at the Thanksgiving right. Day table and all that stuff, it really should be days where politics should take a back seat. And when you're talking about the Thanksgiving Day Parade, when you're talking about the Rockefeller Christmas lighting, so many other events around Christmas time, it's a time to put that stuff aside and say, you know what, uh, it, it's a day where humanity should shine. The fact that they actually made this their cause, I think it really is very, very telling. Uh, and it's it's very look, it's it's very disturbing when when you look at all of this and you see what Hamas is actually doing, how they're actually the ones that are committing these war crimes, certainly, in my opinion, by putting civilians in the line of fire. That's what they're de- doing by building their military bases around hospitals. Um, they're, they're so misinformed, these people that are protesting on behalf of Hamas, that it's uh, it's just it's tough to fathom. See, I think, you know, there's really two separate issues, right, is uh, do you want to be out there protesting against what Israel is doing right now? I think you make a strong case that probably that's ill-considered. And then, two, it's the manner in which you're protesting. Yes. If someone wants to protest uh, outside of Chuck Schumer's office a couple of blocks away from here, there are usually protests there. Great. You yeah. want to protest outside the U.N.? That's great. I think when you're disrupting people's lives this way, that's where I think – and forget about the calling the cops Nazis and trying to uh, <laughs> scale the News Corp building as they were trying to do uh, yesterday. I think that's a, a totally different level. I, I think you're, you're not being peaceful as a protest. Tester, you're being incredibly disruptive. Well, to that point, it reminds me of a few months ago during the uh, semifinals of the U.S. Open. I think the U.S. Women's Open. I had a friend who was up there in, in the rafters that day, and you had a climate protester who glued themselves to the front row, basically, and was yelling the whole time. And I was thinking, wait a second, if you're out at the U.S. Open, probably 99 percent of the people there agree with your cause and don't even want to discuss how much humans actually contribute to this. <laughs> so you're probably, you know, going at the wrong people over here. If anything, you'll probably get people to say, you know what, it's too radical for, for my for Exactly. My, right. Exactly. So, I, right. I really do think that the people that were out there in New York yesterday, this was the opposite of being rational, the opposite of being strategic. And let's say there was something to what they were protesting. This totally diverts attention away from, you know, uh, what Israel's doing. And it then focuses on their own bizarre conduct. I mean, uh, winning, you win no fans protesting Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, well, I, I guess one of the questions, and I want to pose to you, but really I want to also pose it to Curtis Lee when he comes in at the 7 o'clock hour is, we knew coming forward that this was something that these pro-terror groups, these pro-terror protesters were going to do. They were going to protest the Christmas tree lighting. Curtis has been talking about it for the last couple of days. It was posted on their message boards. Do we think that the, uh, that the I guess, that heads at City Hall and at one police plaza did a good job in making sure that this did not actually interrupt the NBC festivities or – do we think that they should have intercepted them before they had the opportunity to actually get on 6th Avenue, literally, 
right by, probably almost two arms lengths away from the Christmas tree? It's such a good question, and I, I think since Curtis was there, I'd be curious to get his take. But I think City Hall did a, a, a fine job, honestly, and the NYPD did a fine job. I watched a bit of the NBC telecast with the tree lighting. Uh, I have a whole bunch of other questions about that. Maybe we could ch- chat about that later. But it looks like it went off without a hitch. I mean, I feel bad for all these tourists that came and weren't able to um, make their way down towards the tree undeterred. But it went and happened. The telecast happened. It looked like there were people there. I mean, for, what can you do if there are hundreds of people there? And they set up these barriers, and the people that went through the barriers were arrested. I mean, what else should the cops have done? So uh, I didn't watch the telecast. Did it come? Did you hear no, any of the audio? Nothing that you not saw or anything totally like that? Normal. Okay, I the got portion you. that I saw. If you want to comment on uh, what we saw with these protesters in Rockefeller Center, uh, we'd love to hear from you. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Andrew Giuliani here with Frank Morano. 800-848-9222. That is 800-848-9222. Sid is off today and tomorrow. Um, Andrew and I are going to be here until 7. Andrew's sticking around and is going to be joined by Curtis Lewa and John Katsimatidis. And there's no telling what will occur when those three get together, especially on a big news day like this. As we were saying last week, an airing of dirty laundry. And I'll tell you what, it was a blast. We had a great time. Uh, there's so much to talk about, whether it's Kissinger. Obviously, we're taking a look to see whether or not this George Santos uh, expulsion vote ends up coming to the floor today, might be tomorrow. Um, and you were mentioning something that we might get to in the next segment regarding uh, another political comeback, which I thought was fascinating. But we can get that whenever you want, because it, well, since you mentioned piece, Santos, um, it, it looks like it's a matter of, you know, you can he's looking like the new Liz Trust. There's a head of lettuce <laughs> that may last longer than he lasts in Congress at this point. Um, I, I know Lou loves the topic. Lou and I were talking before. I, he wants Santos all the time. Basically, he I, would if if Santos had an only fan page, Lou would be the first subscriber well, look, at the, right, at the, the track record that this radio station has high Hiring people with baggage. You never know. George Santos may end up doing uh, doing a shift here. Hopefully he stays away from overnight. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.